the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Yes, that is the sound of Rockstar Energy. Rockstar Punched. Um, they're not sponsoring the show, but I needed one because it's been a long day. Anyway, uh, be honest, didn't watch every single play of the games yesterday. Talladega was on, so if you're also a NASCAR fan like myself, you might have found it difficult to watch every single play. However... We watched a good portion of it, went back, watched the highlights for all the games, and then Friday, internet didn't exist, so couldn't upload that show, and then some of the stuff I said in that show wasn't relevant anymore by the time Saturday came around, so we just didn't upload the show. But there was one thing from Thursday Night Football that I wanted to talk about because everyone's talking about it, and so I want to talk about it a little bit. Uh, that is Tua Tagovailoa. He was injured Thursday Night Football against the Cincinnati Bengals. And, yes, the Bengals won. And I was excited about that. Like, I wasn't upset that the Bengals won. Uh, they're 2-2 two and two now. The whole AFC North is 2-2 two and two after yesterday. But uh, Tua is a guy we've been rooting for on this show. He's someone who I think has a lot of potential, still think has a lot of potential. And to see him go down like that was hard. Um, he had the fencing position, which is where his like fingers are all paralyzed. Uh, Mike McDaniel said that he was conscious. Uh, the Dolphins later tweeted he was coherent, conscious, um, had feeling in all of his extremities, which is good. Just a really bad injury, and that caused a lot of debate. And that's what we're going to talk about here is that debate with um, the concussion protocol in the NFL. So last Sunday, the Bills, or not yesterday, but the Sunday before yesterday, uh, the Bills injured Tua, and it looked like he had a concussion. He stood up, fell, back down. Tua says it was his back, his back locked up. Mike McDaniel said he also had an ankle injury that contribute to that but this caused a discussion among NFL fans and NFL talking heads about whether or not Tua should have been let back into the game against the Bills because he clearly was injured they said he clearly had a concussion and the fact that the doctors cleared him was ridiculous now the NFL PA hired uh, the independent doctors that each team has and this independent doctor um, that the Dolphins had was fired. Uh, 
for clearing Tua against the Bills after he was severely injured against the Bengals. Uh, we hope to see him back soon. Obviously, he probably will not be back in the next month, I'd expect. Teddy Bridgewater stepping in to play quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Um, not something we want to see anyone go through. Uh, I remember when Ryan Shazier from the Pittsburgh Steelers got severely injured. And I am not a Steelers fan at all, if you know me. Um, there's a few guys on the Steelers that I like, but just not a fan of the team in general. And seeing Ryan Shazier go down, that sucked. Because, I mean, we have to remember first and foremost that these players are humans too. And the shirt that they have on, the jersey that they have on, doesn't take away from their humanity. It doesn't take away from their dignity. And I think sometimes people forget that. So seeing Tua go down, especially in that manner, it was painful to watch, um, sad to watch, but we're rooting for Tua. I hope Tua comes back. He was looking good, and maybe by some miracle he'll make it back this season um, and be able to play and take the Miami Dolphins to the playoffs potentially. But I just wanted to mention that here at the beginning of the show so that you didn't think I was completely ignoring it because I wasn't intending on doing that. Now, let's move on to Sunday's, last Sunday's game, so yesterday's games. Uh, Not really a whole lot of great matchups that I looked at that I was like, oh, yes, I need to watch that game. Um, But there were some things that ended up coming out of them that were pretty wild. So we're going to talk about some developing storylines first of all. And that is that uh, Bailey Zappi, I thought it was Zapp. He was drafted this past year, and I thought it was Bailey Zappi. Or is Bailey Zapp? All the Patriots fans I thought talked to thought it was. It's Zappi apparently. That's what they were calling him. He ended up getting to play, and he did not expect to play, but... Uh, During the Patriots game, in one of the first few plays, Brian Hoyer got put in the concussion protocol after a hard hit to his head. And Bailey Zappi, the third-string quarterback, got called up. And he went out and had a pretty good game, in my opinion. I mean, you're playing against the Packers. And Packers fans, I'd be scared because you guys almost got beat by a third-string quarterback and a team that was using a nose tackle, or not a nose tackle, a tackle as their tight end at some points during the game. So, yeah, Packers fans, you won in overtime, but did you really win? Um, Bailey Zappi had 10 completions against you, 99 yards, and a touchdown. So, Packers defense is looking rough. I know that's not a phenomenal game, but he still did enough to get you guys into overtime. They ran the ball on you guys a lot. The other quarterback that got to play was Kenny Pickett. And Mitch Trubisky did not get injured. Mitch Trubisky was playing how Mitch Trubisky plays against the New York Jets. But then he wasn't doing enough. They were losing, ended up losing the game anyway. But Mike Tomlin said, hey, Mitch, come over here. You're going to sit down. Hey, golden son of Pittsburgh, our second-string quarterback, Kenny Pickett, that we drafted in the first round. Go out there and play. See what you can do. And Kenny Pickett went out there, and he he got the football in his hands. And first play he threw was a interception. Uh, 
So maybe he was a little nervous. That's okay. Kenny Pickett gets back out there again, and he ends up throughout the game. He throws 10 completions for 13 attempts. Uh, He had zero passing touchdowns, but he had two rushing touchdowns, which shows he's pretty mobile, like we expected. And he had uh, three interceptions. So he had three interceptions. All of his incompletions were interceptions. But I'm going to give him some slack here. The third interception was a Hail Mary that he threw that ended up getting picked off by LaMarcus Joyner, I believe, um, in the end zone. And here's the thing. He, it was an interception, but the dude has an arm. I did not think he was even going to make it to the end zone. And he ended up making it. And it was in the back of the end zone, too. So, like, the dude can crank it if he needs to crank it. They should definitely be starting Kenny Pickett next week, I think. I want to see more from Kenny Pickett. Uh, I don't know what Mike Tomlin saw, what he likes, but give Kenny Pickett a full game because I want to see if this dude can read defenses and play well when he's able to prepare and knows that he's going to be starting. So the other big storyline is the Broncos and the Seahawks. So Broncos lost yesterday to the 0-3 Raiders. They're now the 1-3 Raiders. The Broncos were supposed to be this super team that was definitely going to go to the Super Bowl and was going to take everyone down and no one was going to be able to stop them because they got Russell Wilson. Well, Russ has been having a rough time. Russ has been cooking and he's been burning the kitchen down. Um, Nothing against Russell Wilson. I still think Russell Wilson's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Don't forget, don't make, I don't want to get it twisted here. He's still a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he is not the same guy he was back in 2016. So through four games this season, this is comparing Russell Wilson to Geno Smith, the Seahawks starting quarterback. And the Seahawks won yesterday against the Lions in, a, I think it was like 48 to 45. Uh, through four games this season, Russell Wilson has 80 completions on 131 attempts. That's a 61.1% completion percentage. Also, this is from Bleacher Report that I'm reading this information from. 980 passing yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. Now, Geno Smith has 102 for 132 uh, passing attempts, so almost the same amount of attempts. And he has a 77.3% completion percentage, 1,037 passing yards, six touchdowns, and two interceptions. So he has one more interception, but he has two more touchdowns. Geno Smith is making do with the team that Russell had. And maybe you could say, hey, uh, maybe Russell Wilson is playing harder teams. That's why Geno Smith looks better. (laughs) Bleacher Report here. Their caption is, Geno Smith has been outplaying Russell Wilson this season so far. Nate Robinson commented, please stop. Uh, I just, if Geno Smith somehow gets the Seahawks to the playoffs and the Broncos end up missing it. I think a lot of Broncos fans are going to be annoyed because that's what everyone is going to be following all season. That's what we're going to be following all season. And Russell Wilson hasn't been doing it. Of course, you've got the Broncos country. Let's ride meme going around. Everyone's still making fun of that. Lots of memes. I posted one last night on our Instagram. Um, Hopefully, maybe he's still settling in on the new team. That that could be it. But Geno Smith has been outperforming him this year based on the teams they played. 
speaking of Geno Smith and the Seahawks, they had a phenomenal game last year, not even last night, yesterday. And I, uh, I feel bad for the Lions offense, honestly. It felt like the Lions offense kept going out there and scoring, and then the Seahawks would go back out there and score, so the Lions defense just wasn't like helping the Lions offense. Jared Goff had a great game. Um, he only threw one interception, I think. I th- he had four touchdowns. Um, definitely the offense looked good, considering Amon Ross St. Brown was out, I believe. I don't even think he was playing at all. Um, Seahawks just put up more points. It was a crazy game. TJ Hawkinson, the Lions tight end, he took off. He was running. He had one play where it was like a little 10-yard pass, I think, and he got the first down, and I thought he was going to go out of bounds because, you know, big guy doesn't like to run a whole lot, but he, he pushed a guy out of the way, stayed in bounds, ran down. I thought he was going for the end zone. I thought he had it. I thought he had the touchdown. Dude, like, got tackled right at the two-yard line. I felt bad for him. But he had 179 yards, two touchdowns, and that is a stat line that wide receivers would love to have. That is an elite wide receiver right there, and it came from a tight end. The dude looked phenomenal. TJ Hawkinson is a guy, he's a tight end that a lot of people forget about because he's on the Lions. Um, But I'd put him up there with Waller and Kelsey and Andrews. I think Hawkinson should be in that conversation too. So definitely a great player, great day for him. Defenses were playing really well yesterday. Lots of turnovers. Um, I don't think every quarterback in the NFL suddenly decided to play bad. I just think the defense has stepped up. It was a fun day of football on red zone. That's what I watched it on so I could see all the big plays. Um, Andrew Siciliano was, like, roasting teams. It was pretty funny. All while the Talladega race was going on. Speaking of which, Ross Chastain got fourth. So if you follow NASCAR, I'm, I'm very proud of my boy Ross who got fourth place. But we're watching Red Zone. We're watching NASCAR. It was a great day yesterday. Um, Defenses, they were doing phenomenal. Uh, Like I said, Hawkinson, great game. Now it's time to go in to Monday Night Football. That is tonight. We've got some storylines. We've got some, uh, some drama for you who like drama. We got maybe a revenge game coming up. So, if you don't remember, or if you never watched, maybe you didn't watch the playoffs last year, and you're just getting into football. Uh, So, last season, the 49ers and the Rams played each other because the 49ers managed to somehow beat the Packers at Lambeau Field. Um, That was an insane game, too. But it ended up being the Rams and the 49ers in the NFC Championship. I forget which 49 players or player it was that dropped the interception that would have won the 49ers the game. But a lot of people are saying it could have been another Bengals 49ers Super Bowl, and it would have been the third time the Bengals met the 49ers in the Super Bowl. They lost the first two, uh, obviously, because the Bengals don't have a Super Bowl win, and they could have ended that. The Bengals would have had that opportunity. Jimmy G would have been to his second Super Bowl as a starter. Who knows what would have changed then. The other thing here is Sean McVay 
finally managed to end the six-game losing streak that he had to his mentor, Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers head coach. So Sean McVay, phenomenal coach, probably the best young coach in the NFL. He's been to two Super Bowls, has won one uh, last season. Phenomenal coach. Kyle Shanahan, another great coach. Uh, His coaching tree is doing great. Uh, but he find it's we've got we've got a battle going on here. So we've got this rivalry here. We've got the 49ers kind of want to redeem themselves on the NFC championship loss. And this is gonna be a redemption story potentially, because 49ers had the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. They missed it by literally a hair, and the Rams ended up going and being the champions. Another thing here is we've got Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is trying to prove himself. He's trying to prove he can be a starter in the NFL, um, whether it's for the 49ers or for another team next season. But Jimmy Garoppolo is coming off that rough game against the Broncos on Sunday Night Football where he had that safety where he stepped out of bounds. I'm sure that's been bothering him a little bit all week, working on his spatial awareness, all that stuff. Um, got to get that out of your head tonight, though, because got to play well against this Rams defense. The Rams have a great defense, Super Bowl defense. Aaron Donald is going to be out there um, coming at you hard. You're lo- you lost Trent Williams, who is probably the best lineman on your team. All-pro lineman, definitely want him around when you're going against Aaron Donald, but you don't have him. However... The Rams have not been able to beat the 49ers in the 49ers stadium since 2018. So the Rams had the were at home when they beat him in the NFC Championship. The 49ers are at home tonight. Uh, we got to see here. Will Ka- uh, Sean McVay be able to beat Kyle Shanahan, his mentor, in his home stadium? That's the other drama. We've got, we've got a little... Uh, apprentice mentor uh rivalry going on here and these are two of the best coaches in the nfl in my opinion two of the smartest coaches they both draw up insane plays that are fun to watch but i think this is a redemption storyline tonight i want to see how if the 49ers come out and say hey we remember what happened last time and we're not going to let that happen again and who's who do you need to pay attention to is Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G. Uh, Like I said before, he's playing, or he should be playing, like his job is on the line. Because, frankly, it is. If he doesn't beat this Rams defense tonight, or at least make it competitive, I think a lot of teams are going to be concerned about that, about him being a starter. However, if he does beat this Rams defense, or gets it within one score... And we can put the blame somewhere else that's not Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe it's just, hey, Matthew Stafford came out, threw for 500 yards, and the 49ers defense didn't do anything about it. But if Jimmy Garoppolo plays like he should be, if he wants to be a starter against this Rams defense, then a lot of GMs, a lot of coaches are going to be like, well, uh, our quarterback isn't great. That guy just beat the Super Bowl champions. Um, especially if he does it twice, uh, we want to talk about getting him. We want to get him over here 
so that we can be better. And he's on a one-year contract right now, so he's going to be in free agency. So do you want to trade him now or do you want to wait? I assume the 49ers will want to wait because they don't have Trey Lance. But we'll have to see. The other guy I want to pay attention to is the Rams running back, Cam Akers. Struggled with injuries. He's 2020 rookie, been in the league a few years. Struggled with injuries. And everyone thought he was going to be the RB1, the running back one. And I looked at the depth chart, and I've never seen this before. Maybe I'm just not experienced enough to have seen this before. That's entirely a possibility. The The depth chart where it says running back and then the one position, it says Cam Akers, but it also says slash Daryl Henderson Jr., which means they're both listed as running back ones. So Cam Akers is also kind of fighting for that starting position. They've already got Darrell Henderson Jr. listed on the running back one chart alongside Cam Akers. So let's see how he plays tonight, if he plays at all. Um, During the debut game, we saw like nothing from Cam Akers. It was little to nothing productive from him. And McVay kind of was like, yeah, I need to see more out of him at practice. So we'll see if we see anything from him tonight. Uh, but if you like redemption stories, this is the game for you. We've got a lot of drama here. McVay's got to prove, or is going to prove, that he can beat his mentor at home. He's got to prove that, hey, the NFC Championship wasn't a fluke. The 49ers have got to prove that it was a fluke and that the only reason they lost was because of a little mistake. Other than that, we would have been in the Super Bowl, bud. And uh, that's the drama for tonight. So if you like drama, tonight's going to be a good game for you. And that's what this podcast is all about, is explaining the drama, finding the drama, kind of grabbing those storylines, helping you follow along. Um, that's that's all we got for today. Uh, we're we're going to talk about this drama on Wednesday. We'll react to Monday Night Football. We'll have some storylines, hopefully have some updates on Tua. The only update I saw when I started recording was ESPN randomly said that Tua was in, was still in the concussion protocol, but I feel like everyone knew that in the world who pays attention to football. But that's the only update that we have on Tua. Hopefully we get some more information. He did post on his Twitter Thanks for the prayers and all that, which is phenomenal. Uh, hopefully he re- gets back to practicing soon. Um, the NFLPA is conducting an investigation onto how that whole situation was handled. But we'll talk about that more on Wednesday, hopefully. Uh, we're going to talk about Monday Night Football. We're going to talk about so much. I promised that we would do an analytics episode as well, uh, basically just talking about what happened or comparing quarterbacks and the two that I wanted to compare was Patrick Mahomes and Tua. So Wednesday is going to be a Tua episode, I believe. And uh, we'll also be making our predictions for Thursday night football on Amazon prime. And uh, if you're not following, if you learned something from today's episode or enjoyed today's episode or a frequent follower of the episodes, I appreciate you. Also, if you share this, I'll love you. So uh, please continue to share the show with your friends. 
so that we get viewership up, which means sponsorships, which means better equipment, which means cooler episodes. That's pretty much how it goes. Uh, the Instagram is nobuts underscore show. Email is bullmoosepodcast number two at gmail.com. And then my Twitter is josh underscore butts underscore 2001. I was in like middle school when I made it. I'm sorry. Uh, all those will be in the description. And I appreciate any of you who have shared the show, who enjoy the show, who send me suggestions for the show. Because I want this show to be for you. I want to be able to help teach you football. And if you don't understand football, maybe you have a friend who wants to understand football. Have them email me. Email me questions so that I can do a whole episode about that. Uh, that's all for today. And I hope everyone has a great rest of their Monday. I hope everyone has a great Tuesday. And I'll see you all on uh, Wednesday. Now, it's uh, time to head out. I'm thinking about adding a jingle to the end here because I don't really like that it ends. But right now you just get this cut, this random cut that's about to come right now.